Welcome to another episode of Relationship Essentials. Today, the topic we will focus on is communication. I kind of um, already asked the group. Communication is such a broad conversation or a broad topic. I want to also kind of attack communication from the aspect of the roadblocks to communication, the roadblocks to to effective communication. What are the things that stop people from hearing what the other person is saying? Because many times people try to communicate, but their message is not being received. Just because you relay the message doesn't mean that it was received. And when it comes to relationship, just like last time we talked about red flags, I think of relationship like a car. It's moving, right? And the red flags for me was like the stop sign, the green light, the yellow light. And when I think about communication, I think of communication as the vehicle that is carrying the relationship. And once the, once there's, once the communication begins to be ineffective, the relationship is no longer moving forward. Now it's on the standstill or it's moving backwards. It's in reverse. So for me, communication is such a big factor in relationship that if people that are in the relationship do not hear each other, for whatever reason, that's what we want to talk about. What are the things, you know, if they can't hear each other, it's hard for them to reach whatever destination they have envisioned for their relationship. So I came, I came, I came up with some some examples. Uh, Matthew kind of talked about it earlier. Uh, one thing I believe that stops people from um, from hearing what their partner is saying is trauma from the past. So when people have been traumatized by a certain experience, something that you know, that they went through, you know, something they went through with a different partner, something that happened in their childhood, you know, that affects how they hear when they are in a relationship. Another example is ego. When people have a big ego, it's hard for them to humble themselves and hear what the other person is saying because they are more focused on making sure they're heard, that they, they become, they're always the teacher and never the student. And nobody wants to be with someone that feel like they can't learn from anyone. So, just let me let me let me hear your take on on that. Like, what do you what have you seen? What have you observed? Maybe for yourself, what do you believe is a roadblock to effective communication in a relationship? Um, I think the the method first and foremost. Okay, I like right? that. So, like you know, if you are not FaceTiming or talking in person face-to-face often and you're texting, there's a lot of things that can be lost in translation. You, yeah, you we love, love that? this topic. <laughs> Yo, you love this topic. I agree with you though. I mean, the book you, the book you suggested for the book club, yeah. um, do not text hard conversation. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say this though. I think you have an important point because for me, even in my past relationship, when there were conversations to be had and it was had via text message, it wasn't as effective because there's just some conversations that need to be had face to face. Or like you said, if you if distance is the barrier, then get on the FaceTime. You sort of text in this generation, we want to text every conversation and that is not necessarily effective. So I mean I see his point. I I, I agree with it. So hold on, let's just confirm. Your thing is met the way the 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 mode of communication, your your medium of right. communication. So you believe you should be more in person as yeah. opposed to trying to text. It's, it's more intimate. 
you're sharing the same space, you, yeah. you're reading body language, you're seeing the person like, yeah, it's, you're feeling it. I know you said, but remember the book talked about it, the book said, um, 7% of communication is, is verbal, yeah. 38% is, um, is body language, mm-hmm. no, tone, and 55% is body language. So literally, when you are communicating via text, you are almost missing out on 93% of communication. So now, and then they say the average listener grabs 1% or, or retains 1% of what you said. You know, so I get your point. I do agree that the method of communication matters. You know, if you have a hard conversation or if you need to talk to your partner about something, you know, like knowing how to go about bringing that information to them in a way they can receive it effectively is important. There's also a flip side to that. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. Oscar, don't bite my head off of this. It's sometimes easier to text certain hard or uncomfortable, at least to start it off. But is the goal like to go certain, the path or to do the right Well, at thing? least to like start it off. I just feel like there's certain things that you don't like feel comfortable enough or strong enough to talk to the person in person where it's just like, let me just text this person this, how I'm feeling. And then when I can gather my thoughts or when I can, I'm strong enough to face the person, then I can proceed to them. I'm just saying that there's a, it could be, be a little bit of a positive thing, but that could be an easy way out. Yeah, I don't think you it should be. Yeah, I, you could follow up with it in person, but don't yeah. you think but a but certain but conversation but that's but just so hard to do in person that at least you want to know, let the person know how you're feeling at that moment, and then follow it up. I think for people to be in a healthy relationship, they have to be willing to have hard conversations, and I think the reason why most relationships suffer because people don't have hard conversations we talked about this i think the book talked about it the elephant in the room how did the elephant get in the room the elephant usually comes in very small right mm-hmm. and what happens is people don't have that hard conversation that is you you neglect the elephant in the room and before you know it the elephant becomes so big that when you're finally addressing it it's like now you the, for the elephant to leave the room it has to tear down walls, break down doors, just so that the elephant can because it has grown so big in the room. I think people that want to have a healthy relationship should be okay. Should they should get they always say the, the way to become successful is to become comfortable being uncomfortable. And if you want to be successful in relationships, you have to be comfortable having uncomfortable conversations. Because then it's like it, it, it's hard for your relationship to, to mature. If you guys never do the hard thing, doing the hard things make life easier. Doing the easy thing makes things harder because you can't, once you start that conversation, it's hard for you to just say, let's put it on hold till we see in person. You already texted me. If it's something very sensitive, I'm, I want to address it because you already brought it up. You know, it's like texting someone you cheated on them via text message. What you, how, what you want them to do? Wait for you to come address it. Those conversations, some conversations need to be done in person. I don't want people to rush into talking things out before they're ready. But you can't. You want to like process it, get yourself because you know words do hurt. So you want to make sure that you're taking your time to get to that place where you're having that conversation with the person in person or face to face. But you want to be ready to get there to be able to do that effectively. 
So can we? So can we? And also, just just to put this out there, in any of the roadblocks to communication, when you think of a roadblock, if you have a life, if you have a, a real life example, always like let's try to bring the bring up bring up those real life examples, right? And while we're on that topic of the method of communication, the way you choose to deliver that message, whether it's text message, writing a letter, in person, a phone call, a FaceTime, a FaceTime. The mode you use to communicate matters. That that is the first thing, right? right? And now that you now that you were talking about being ready to actually enunciate your words and make sure that your words are a are truly representing what you really want to say. Mm-hmm. The next thing that I'm thinking about as a roadblock to effective communication is anger. Right. So when people get angry, we talked mm-hmm. about emotions. Emotions are not they say emotions are great are great servants but terrible masters. You know, you cannot let your emotions lead. Mm-hmm. When you're in a relationship, emotion is like, no relationship can survive with no emotions. Emotions mm-hmm. are necessary for us to have an effective relationship. That's how we feel loved. That's how we feel passion. That's how we feel hate. That's how we feel, you know, appreciated. All of those things are emotions. But when emotions are not contained, controlled, mm-hmm. when you are not in control of your emotions, the, the, something that was supposed to be a tool to help you live a better life mm-hmm. cannot become the very tool that destroys your life, you know, or destroys the relationship that you're in. So when people are angry, sometimes they will say words or say things that they don't mean just because hurting people hurt other people. So if I'm angry and I'm hurting, I want my partner to, to be hurting too. So I will say things to her or say things to him that would make, that would, that I know probably is not true or maybe it's or maybe it's something that they shared with me in, in confidence. And now I'm using it against them because I'm angry. So anger can be can be an effective way or can be a roadblock where you can say things. And even though you are right, it shuts, it shuts your partner down. And they can no longer hear what you're saying. Because now all they're focused on is how hurt they, they are from what you've said. Nobody have anything to say about anger? About anger, it, you know, sometimes, you know, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Right. Yeah. The tone of voice. And this is why texting, you know, is yeah, always goes back to this. No, if I texted no, you when I was I'm angry, serious. you wouldn't know I'm angry, yeah, though. Yeah, See, know, in that know. case, you would it might have been better for you to text the person, because if they had called you on the phone, you would definitely know that they're angry. But if you had said, like, texted, it's, it's hard to tell, except if they use certain words. But look, anger anger is not a problem. Right? It's how you manage your anger, right? right? If, you, if you're in a relationship, this is what I always suggest, right? If you feel like you're always impulsive or you have a short temper and you always say things that you don't mean. We had, I remember one of the relationship essentials, we had someone talk about how when they get angry, they disrespect the man by saying things to him that, that know they're going to hurt, that's going to hurt him. And then a day later, like... Literally within 24 hours, she feels bad and she begins to take back everything she has said. But the reality is that the damage has already been done. Those words are already out and they can't, you can't take back those words. Right. So I would say if you get angry and you're in a place, don't make any permanent decision in a state of anger or in a state of high emotions. Don't make any permanent decision. Sometimes the thing that you believe is, that is upsetting you so much, if you wait 24 hours to, to, to address it, the next day you might wake up and not be as as angry as you were the night before, or it might not be as a big as a, as much as a big deal as it was when you when it initially happened. Right. So waiting twenty four hours, waiting like he talked about writing it out, you know, 
you know, not just busting out your words because that's what you feel is important. That's what I was going to say. It comes down to the process because, like I said, with, with generally how humans behave, you can't tell someone there's certain things you can't wait out. Like coping mechanisms are thin. Whether yeah. healthy or not, it's thin, right? So mm-hmm. that's why there are such things as healthy coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And one of them could be actually writing down the stuff that you wanted to say and mean yeah. it and and you find that sometimes you even laugh about it, like stuff that was making you angry. I mean, yeah. it's crazy how it sounds, but I think it's about because we can say don't do that. But I think what would be more effective is giving people tools. Of yeah, and and that and that's what we're doing because remember, coping mechanisms are real, but there's some coping mechanism that is unhealthy, of course. right? And our goal is to promote and teach on healthier ways to communicate because now there's a book by John Maxwell everybody communicates but a few people connect just because you're communicating doesn't mean you're connected and isn't the point of communication to connect right if I'm saying something and you're not hearing me then it's just noise and there's sometimes that we we feel like we're communicating to our partner but they're not hearing us because number one maybe it's anger maybe it's the way the mode that we the mode of communication that we you know that we wanted to go in. Shutting down doesn't mean you're hurt. It just means that now you've chosen to be a prisoner of your of whatever experience that happened. And I think many times, you know, people like people go through different things, you know, in their previous relationships and they can they can carry it on to the next relationship. Whereas like something happens and man, that happened, this was the reaction. So now it's like I assume that if this happens again, this is going to be the react going to be the reaction. So for me, I'll say for me, one of the ways that I've seen trauma, I wouldn't call it necessarily call it trauma. Trauma is like a bad a bad experience, right? But for me, one way I would say for you, I've seen it show up in my relationship is like I'll just shut down because look, last time last time I communicated this, it didn't change. So why should I keep communicating it? Well well so it's not about um, I would say this, it's not about communicating the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, oh, it's about how you say it. You can say it with the sweetest voice, anything you want to, you know, buy food. And Man, tone matters. It matters. What I'm saying is sometimes, even when you go to that extent, mm-hmm. in the purest form, loving form, it still doesn't stick. And there's something behind that. And, that, and, and that's what we're talking about because even though you, someone could be transparent, right? But let's say, for example, if a woman, right, this is something, a, a popular saying among women, the man admitted, she's, we, we have a woman here on the podcast, right? Women have this idea that every man cheats. Or most women, I won't say every woman, I, I don't want to put every woman in that, in that basket. But I've heard so many women say things like, every man cheats. And I think when a woman believes that, it affects how she hears a man, right? The way she hears a man begins to differ because now it's like, I already believe you're cheating. So any sign that you show that you are like, even if like any suspicion is a validation for me, as opposed to like, like you see women accuse their men of cheating with no concrete evidence. It's just something it's just made up in their head. They will tell you their intuitions are right all the time, but it's not necessarily true. I don't think that those, at least most people that say it truly believe it. I think most people, it's you a think? defense mechanism where it's like, if it finally happens, oh wow, I was expecting yeah. it. Anyway. Okay. No. It's just to kind of like buffer the pain 
Um, I don't think most of them internally say, "Oh, this guy is going to cheat on me." No, no, I, I think I, it's just I, the way they're buffering. If it does happen, it, it doesn't. So I, it's not so painful because it's unexpected. I've, I've actually had that conversation. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a defense mechanism. Okay. But, I mean, as we know, like if you project something mm-hmm. like, unconsciously, you're going to lay steps to make sure that whatever you're laying down comes to fruition. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to prove yourself somehow. Mm-hmm. Whether it's your behavior, the, you know, the negative connotation. You're going to find evidence to yeah. support your belief. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you, you, whatever, you could text your, one of your you know, friends you've had since you were two years old, LOL. And it would be like, you know, something. Then use it as an acronym for something. Oh, yeah, that's something. There's always something, right? So it's 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 a defense mechanism. It is true, and I've had that conversation. But yeah, but I'm focused. I'm more. I get it. The defense mechanism. But I'm focused on how certain experiences from the past. If you've been cheated on in the past, if you were beat as a child, if your previous partner was, you know, had I anger see. problems. The, that trauma from previous experiences can hamper communication in the next relationship because it now, will. huh? It will. Yeah, because now you you are, you are hearing them not from the their lens but from the lens of what you've been through. And and as we said, taking time to realize why am I not hearing this person or why is this person not hearing me and making sure you guys. I that was I would say I think people should heal. There's a part of healing. In relationships that people need to do on their own, that their partner cannot help them with. If you, if you, you cannot make me responsible for something that only you can do for you. And in as much as yeah, when you get with your partner, they're supposed to help you with your insecurities. They're supposed to help you with certain things that you're struggling with. But the reality is, you have to be the 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 most important stage of relationship is the single stage. Where you have become, they say the word individual comes from the word indivisible. Where you are indivisible, you are a complete being. You know who you are. You know what you are about. You know what works for you. What is like, you know you. Once you become comfortable with you, it makes you comfortable now to get into the next relationship and open up. And open up. It's, it's, I think it's building up community, right? It's okay. Think of open wound, right? Yeah. You've been hurt by trauma in the past. Yeah. Think of that as an open wound. Yeah. The more stronger your immune system, the more you're able to fight off bacteria and pathogens that will come and infect that yeah. body. It's the same situation with relationships from the past, trauma from the past. That trauma is the wound. But if you're open with your partner, your future partner with it, mm-hmm. then that way you get to reveal who you are and they can help you heal. But it starts with the immunity. And I, I agree with you saying that when we're single, we have to learn to heal and build up our own self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And deal with our demons, deal with our dark past, and become the best version of ourselves before we meet This is what I have to It's true. What you're saying is true. In, mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in the purest form, as and that's what's supposed to happen. I'll be honest with you. A lot of people that are single, and I'm talking about single, are not actually single. So, but we're not going to go into that. Yeah, but but that's, that doesn't mean just because they're going to do it, doesn't mean that it's, that's it's how you right do it. We're focused on, we don't care what everybody does. We're focused on how should you do it. Yes. Like you should not be out here because what happens is people are trying to get rebounds. People are trying to fill void. People are trying to have replacements. And what happened is this, the void that you're trying to fill is a void that only you. It's a temporary event. Yeah, it's, it's just temporary, you know? So, yes, we know people are not really there. They tell you they're single. They're more like entanglements and situationships. We get it. 
But if you want to be in a healthy relationship and you want to, in the future, you want to be able to communicate transparently with your partner, you have to make sure that you've healed before you go and try to, because remember, if you haven't healed, what happens is that if you go into the relationship with the wrong person, they will abuse you. Because remember, not only that, you could abuse them. You, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> that, so it's like your your current vulnerability to it, to someone that that you can't that haven't proved that they can handle it. So why would I trust? I I, I always preach taking responsibility for my life, for my healing, for my future. It's me. I'm responsible. And if I put that on anybody else, now that I now have to depend on that person to give me permission to be healed, to be free, to be happy. And that is not healthy. But my, when, when I say someone needs to help you, yeah, I'm not saying the responsibility is not on me. Yeah. It's always going to be your responsibility. What I'm saying is that they can help you on they, the journey. Whether you've done your own work on your own yeah. or not, because you come with a past that has an issue. It's always gonna raise head up. Somebody. It's not even if you could control it. Mm-hmm. The, your partner needs to make space for that. I agree. And and that's when you're right. You don't trust someone with just spilling everything. Oh, I was cheating in the past. I was listening. That's not what you do. Mm-hmm. Trust come. I think we were just having this conversation. Love. You give everyone love, right? I believe that. You love everyone. You respect everyone. But you don't trust everyone. At the same, you just don't. It's built up based on conversations, based on what, what I call um, active listening skills. When you actually disclosing certain things bit by bit to a potential partner, how they they, they give off cues if you pay enough attention to make space for you without even saying a word, right? And mm-hmm. that's that's the important part of this, right? Because anybody with challenges and growth comes when there's a a party involved. You could do so much growth in yourself, mm-hmm. but the, the testing of, the testing, the testing yeah, of that growth comes when someone is in the picture. And now you have to navigate that this entity doesn't really understand all this work that I've done on my own. So you have to start feeding them bit by bit. And how they react to that tells you, do I feed them more or not? Do I feed them more? And then they can put the trust growth through that. Okay, just I agree. To, just to keep it moving, what does the healing process look like so that people know Okay, am I healing? Am I not healing? What is that process like? Well, I, no, no, we're talking about what people, like, like someone. We not remember. Remember, this is for someone that has been traumatized, right? Right. Well, they, I would say everyone has been. To a you know, it's it's. I would say number one is accepting. You know, okay. some people live in denial. Mm-hmm. You know, first is accepting what you've been through, accepting that you actually went through it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I'll say it's taking full responsibility. Anybody want to talk on anything on, on things people should do to heal so they can communicate effectively? Uh, I don't know if this part of the, accept, the, the word of acceptance that you're mentioning, but I think process is the first part. Reflecting? The acceptance is processing, and that's usually when it hurts the most. Because, yeah, because people kind of avoid it mentally. Like, you don't want to think about it. Yeah. Because it's like, it was a hurtful experience. But actually, thinking it through, reflecting on what happened, accepting, okay, this person did cheat on me. This person did beat me. Because once you, once you don't accept it, it's hard, it's hard for you to always hear what you, what you haven't, re- what you haven't mm-hmm. revealed or what you haven't accepted. But all right. One, um, two, two things that I believe 
have a communication relationship, two roadblocks is timing and tone. Timing and tone. Timing, for example, when you have certain conversation matters. When? When you have certain conversation, like, like my mom always gives the example, if you're married and your partner, you know, you have something important that you want to talk to your partner and they've been out working all day. They're tired. And then immediately they walk into the house. You do not even greet them. You do not even welcome them. You do not even show them love. The first thing you do, you want to jump on them and attack whatever you want to attack on. Is like, first of all, they're tired. And what, what happens when we are very high or low in, in, in emotions, we don't always give our best, our best reaction. So timing matters. Like you have people trying to talk about something that can really determine the course of a relationship at 3 a.m. when people have had a long day. Like this is not a time to talk about this, right? So timing, when you talk about certain things, matters. Like sometimes this even happens, right? Your partner calls you or someone calls you and say, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And you will actually tell the person, oh, this is not a good time. And then they continue. And then they continue talking about it. It's like, I just told you it's not a good time. But because I, I, I think this is when I thought about timing, the first thing I thought about is the generation that we're living or the society that we live in today, we don't know what it is to have delayed gratification. Like the way we approach something, anything is the way we approach everything. The, the mindset of the microwave mindset where we want things, we want to put our meal in the microwave and two minutes later, we get it back. We want to send a message and we consider that bubble, that little bubble, bubbling, bubbling, and the message comes back, right? People will send email today and they will get frustrated that they didn't get a 24-hour response. So the mice, they, they hold, because today we have a hard time. You want something from Amazon, boom, you order it, it can show up the next day. Prime. And people are trying to prime their way through relationships. Like, man, this should be handled immediately. I feel angry about something. We must address it right now or it will never be addressed. And that is not necessarily the wisest way to deal with certain problems. Certain problems, you have to, you have to wait till emotions are, you know, you know, are balanced. You have to wait till like, if a man is hungry and you're coming to talk to him, you're even making him more hangry now. He goes from hungry, he's not angry, he's now hangry at you. And whatever you're saying, he's not hearing because all he's focused on is how hungry he is. So timing for me matters and the tone that you say certain things and, you know, matters. Matthew, are you like, you want to jump out of your chair? <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, I think um, time is important. It's, it's very important. Now, at least from my experience, what I've seen, what I've experienced, I don't think necessarily it's the timing that, that is the big issue. I think it's the response to the timing. For example, now, do you think, can, do you think the timing of something, the timing of when you bring up certain topics can be an issue? Yes. However, okay, that's what however, I'm saying. Yes, you, you're correct. But I think, for, for example, I've had instances in a serious conversation needs to be had. Right? Oh, we need to talk about this. And then you gauge the person's emotion. Oh, you know, oh, babe, I understand. I understand. You know, as opposed to, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to. Like, there's certain things that that the way you say it, a conversation conversation could start. It's almost like writing a paper. They put the outline in and the thesis, right? And then they finish later. It's you don't have to. Just because a person approached it doesn't mean you don't start the. You could 
she could say what she needs to say. I get what you're. I get what you're. I, I, you kind of playing the devil's advocate in that in that in that scenario because this is what I'm saying. Let's say for example, right? A, a, a man and a woman is married, and she really has something that she wanted to address. You don't know what he went through at work. You don't know what he. You, you don't know what he went through on the way home. You have no idea what this man have been through while he was out. And you feel like it's within your right to have this conversation right now. You can cause a reaction from him you that, are, you that are is not effective. You're making an important point. Yes. Here's the thing. You do not know what he went through. So he, so, so there's, there's, there's a two unknowns. You don't know what she's going through. You, she doesn't know what you went through coming home. Right? Okay. So there is that part of her that doesn't know. It could be that he had a good day. We could talk about this now. That's the thing that you're missing. And then the point that also that she's missing in that is that she it could you could have had a bad day and not want to talk about it, right? But, but the whole point of what I'm saying is she have if you if you're gonna have communication effectively, you have to gauge the time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You yes, gotta gauge. So what I have so the only way you would know if he had a bad day or a good day is to gauge. You gotta probe. to gauge if is the if it's a good timing. Yes. Most my thing is most people don't gauge the timing. They just feel something and then they say it immediately. Yeah, I got a point. Yeah. This is why texting is not this, especially this <laughs> yeah. example. You can read body language. Yeah. You can get a sense of how busy he was if you text him earlier in the day about the issue and he didn't reply you in a timely manner. You could be like, okay, this guy's busy. He had Hashtag timely manner. So 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 check this out. Like this is where being in the presence and presence having presence of mind and being present matters in a relationship with both parties. Right? I don't know what kind of day she had. She doesn't know what kind of day I had. But when I come home, she has to read. Yeah. Before Gage the timing. Before, before attacking. Going attacking. Okay. Yeah. But if, if you I think two of you are making let, the same point. You are making the timing and he's making the tone. So even though you walk in and for whatever reason, because I think walking in and you're tired is an obvious situation. Would you greet him first? You'll greet him first, right? Yeah, you'll allow him to settle down. So I'm saying that that she's 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 sitting there already having attitude. I think you're walking to the door. No high because she's she, she has already let whatever she wants. Well, he's saying that you have to see it from her perspective as well. Where. In her perspective, if let's say she doesn't know what happened and she's overcome by whatever she's going through and she just felt like she needed to have that conversation at that moment, that in response, you shouldn't come off rude or feel like you shouldn't be having this conversation with me right now. Your tone should be more receptive of her perspective or her feelings to be like, okay, I know you really want to have this conversation right now, but I'm really tired. Can we do this tomorrow? As opposed to, bruh, I just got back. Like, can we do this tomorrow? You understand? So he's making your, the okay. flip of your point where it's like the tone that you respond with matters. Why are you, you are saying the timing matters, but if there are situations tone where somebody might not engage the So you're saying on both sides, on both the sides, tone matters. On both sides, the, the tone matters, matters yeah. So, yeah. Because, kind of wrap because there are situations where you can't, you won't gauge the timing exactly. right. You might think, the timing was perfect for this conversation and the other person feels completely different. So in that situation, you also have to watch the tone to which you respond to yeah. that person. But yeah. can, can, we, can, we also, can we also normalize asking if this is a good time to talk? Well, yeah, that's, can that's, we normalize that? That's, that's hey, it. like, hey, babe. Um, that's what I was saying earlier. Can you, is this a good time for us to address? That's exactly uh, what I'm saying earlier. But, but if that's what you were saying earlier, then you're just resounding what I said. No, no. Here's the thing. You could probe 
with mm-hmm. an issue, right? You there's a, a, a healthy, active relationship. Mm-hmm. Actually, you have to probe with the issue. The reason I say this is because make believe you're married. You come mm-hmm. home, you've worked 13 hours shift, whatever the case is, you come home and she does not probe with the actual issue to give you space to say, oh, babe, I can't really talk about this one, right? She greets you the normal way and all that. Her body language will give it away and you will probe towards her at some point. That's the reason I say it. We say, oh, gauge the time I went to bring it up. It's okay to bring up an issue as a probe. Oh, babe, this is, I feel about this and this, we need to talk about this. And then, based on how you're feeling about it, you communicate because she probed to see if it's possible. You say, oh, no, it's not possible to talk about this. That's okay. what I'm saying. All right, cool. Let's, let's... So does that mean that when people say we need to talk, why does that have a negative connotation? If because because usually when people say they need to talk, it's not right and it's a positive. <laughs> because because people, people, people are scared and, and insecure about Well, it's what, a heads up, so now you know when you yeah. get through the door. Now we're not going to talk about having hard conversations. <laughs> but I want to talk about the, the other um, roadblocks to effective communication that I want to start before we finish the podcast. Maybe maybe is the one I'm thinking. (laughs) I highly doubt it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think the lens through which people see or like their perspective on things hampers the way that they communicate or the way they receive communication. Because based on how I perceive something, when you're you're telling me, it's going through my filtering system, right? Mm -hmm. So I might get something completely different Different. from what you were trying to tell me. And um, for example, we know certain culture... (laughs) Where it's like the men communicate completely differently than mm-hmm. the way the women communicate, mm-hmm. and it's if you're not part of that culture and you see that kind of communication, you're just like, nah, that this is not right. But people that are raised in that culture, this is just like normal. The guys do this, the women do this. They say this, and it's just completely fine. So the lens through which that goes through hampers what you're saying and what the other person is receiving so you gotta make sure that you guys lens at the same so that what i'm saying is actually like what you're receiving and what you're hearing okay so I, just so i understand right mm-hmm. that will fall under the category of approaching conversations from a place of trying to understand mm-hmm. and not just trying to be heard because if i'm trying to understand you then i will try to see things from your perspective right because sometimes people are so focused on making sure that they are heard mm-hmm. that they don't hear the other person. Right. Because like you said, people are seeing it from two different perspectives. And if I am humble enough to put my perspective to the side and say, let me see how she sees things from where she's standing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will help me understand her better. And maybe it will even help me help her understand me better because now I see where she's coming from. Right. Instead of So m- making sure that we are listening, not to respond. Making sure we are listening to actually understand the person. Because people who don't listen nowadays, people just are waiting for you to stop so they can go. Right. You know? So making sure that you are trying to understand the person from their point of view, not from your point of view. Because if you're trying to understand see things from if you're trying to understand them, seeing things from where you stand, right. it's always gonna be harder, you know, right? You know the funny thing though. I mean, yes, people people listen to the storm mm-hmm. But I also find that a lot of people get frustrated. When you don't, you know, perpetuate that cycle of just listening to respond. When you're like, oh, I have to think about it. You've, you've heard people get really, what do you got to think about? 
it happened I've heard people make that comment yeah, yeah, when, they don't, when they don't have a response because because they're so amped up about the situation that's usually people that are used to toxic situation they, relationship <laughs> they don't they don't want they, you want to understand them but they're angry that you're not giving them a response immediately yeah, so yeah let's let's kind of let's kind of wrap this up right so they are still there are three i feel like they're still important um roadblocks relation to communication two i'm going to throw out there and we could just shed light on it real quick and then we can close this up is one is ego we haven't talked about ego people that don't know how to say i'm sorry there are people that is like when they say i'm sorry like they are, they've been shot like pow i'm sorry like like they it's like it's like i'm sorry is such a curse word in most relationship most people don't know how to say i'm sorry i'm wrong like i've dealt with people that when they do something wrong their way of apology is to remind you of what you did wrong so when let's say let's say they did some let's say let's say you ask them hey can you can, can you pick me up at 9 p.m. and they show up at 10 p.m. and you're like you had me here waiting for an hour they don't have to say hey i'm sorry i'm late they will say something like oh last time you were supposed to pick me up you showed up three hours late did i complain <laughs> i didn't complain <laughs> that is that is like at this point like come on like why is it always about your hurt and not my this hurt is, you know so i think People that and I, I think that is founded in ego. When people don't know how to take full responsibility, like you can always find, like I always talk about this, you can always find a reason why the other person contributed to your behavior. If you're looking for a reason, it's always there. If you cannot take full responsibility, hey, I'm sorry I was late. Even though, okay, let's say, let's say, oh, you, let's say for example, right, you were stuck in traffic, and by right, you you couldn't control that you were in traffic. It wasn't your fault. The person that you had waiting for an hour doesn't know that. If you come here and say, "Oh, don't give me no attitude because I only came here because I was in traffic." That is not going to solve the problem because now what you've done is you've not taken what responsibility. And I feel like when someone doesn't take responsibility, I don't feel like they're sorry. If you if you if you justify your wrong with my wrong, then you don't feel you don't feel bad or you are not genuinely remorse for your actions. And I don't think that that just shuts me down right there. That shuts me down because like you now you now like it's not t- I, I just feel like the relationship is now tick for tack like so now next time you do something wrong is so now so now the way I think I always think I always always think to the extreme now I'm thinking next time you think I'm cheating what are you going to do you're going to go cheat are you going to tell me yeah. oh I cheated because you cheated well, most likely you know so ego is a <laughs> ego is a big people need to learn how to say, say that's what people do people need to learn how to say I'm sorry hey I messed up hey I like it's my fault take take ownership of the wrong that you've done and it will help first of all what I've, what I've realized is when someone owns up to what they've done even you you, you, you don't want to be angry you anymore you don't have any power against them you don't, you don't want to be angry because now it's like what can I do to them they already accepted that they're wrong and they're willing to change but when I feel like you're trying to justify what you just did with things from the past, then I, and I will talk about the, the Bible says love covers all sin. Love mm-hmm. holds no records of wrong. So now you, what I'm thinking is so every time I do something wrong, you're going to file it in a cabinet and wait for the day to use it against me. That is not healthy for a relationship. The other part I'm going to talk about then, if anybody have everybody going to go their last round, honestly, one lie will make you question all truth. One lie will make you question every th- truth. If if you find out that somebody lied about one thing, 
Everything else that they have told you, you begin to think, ha. Was that one a lie too? No. It, it's so I you know Miles Moore always talk about honesty should not be the shouldn't be the best policy. Honesty should be the only policy. If it's the best, that means when it's when it's not when it's not the when it's not convenient, you will you will lie. And once you once once you find your partner lying once, it's only natural for you to begin to question every other truth that they have told you. So I think if you want to be effective in communicating, because there's something about me being with someone that I know, they will always tell me the truth. That means now I don't have to worry about if there's anything extra that they didn't tell me. It helps me get over what they've done against me. It helps me forgive them. It helps me trust them because a big part of forgiving someone is trust. Like I can forgive you and now I can't, and I can't trust you anymore in the relationship. I have nothing against you. I wish you the best, but I can't trust you. And no relationship can work without trust. And the way we build trust is to always come up with, have a, you know, an honest approach. So I think I've given all the, all my roadblocks. So if y'all have any more roadblocks, you didn't say, let's figure out real quick. And let's, and if you're going to say a roadblock that somebody already said, don't say it. A new, if you have a new roadblock that we haven't mentioned, let's kind of throw it out there. If not, it's been, it's been a wonderful time with y'all. <laughs> And then my roadblocks. We've covered enough, right? We've covered a whole lot. A whole lot of roadblocks. Someone works in these little ones, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Alright. I what the I have one last one I'm gonna throw out. Since nobody has I think you're the issue. I have one last one. (laughs) Is learning the other person's love language. Which is a which is a whole New conversation. I don't want to. I don't want to go into all of that. Say that again. That's what I'm saying. Because different people communicate with different styles. What are the different styles? Texting. (laughs) Oscar, yeah. (laughs) No, like no. No, For some people, really, it really is. For some people, I'm not saying it's it's a good. Yeah, some some people like texting, but what you like and what is effective is two different. That's what I. What are the styles? What are the styles? You sure? But certain conversations should be had via text. Exactly. We agree on that. Let's not waste any more time on that. That's that we that we agree on. Types of communication. All right. Anyway, the types of communication. You talk about like how people could. You said there are different types of communication to learn your partner's communication style. I I could speak on the love languages. I I could speak on but communication style. Some people are avoidant, and some people are communication. Avoidant. It's not that they don't want to talk about it. That's the mistake people make. They just they don't. They procrastinate the conversation. No, not sometimes, <laughs> but they wait for you to bring it up because they, they the personality when they want to avoid it, but they will talk about it. Anymore. Now, they sometimes they don't really do well or people like that people want confrontation as well because it's almost like they're avoiding it and waiting for a good time in which they embrace to bring it up that you're like let's talk about this I can't talk about it right now it's like two weeks I can't talk really well you know so it's, it's just I think it's a two different alright thank you we can research more there's communication <laughs> there's so many facets to communication we could talk about communication all night all day we could actually have a new episode on communication every single uh, episode but we just wanted to kind of address some important points that can make someone not hear you while you're in a relationship. And many times people are in a relationship with each other 
but they have gone from being soulmates to being roommates to being cellmates now and the whole point is to always be at that ecstasy level that you were at when you were chasing her on that initial love, honeymoon phase but regardless we thank you guys for listening thank you for listening to our um this episode of relationship essentials we thank i thank you guys for coming out and joining this conversation and we look forward to the next one